Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Ah, yes, it was a rough night for my partner, but that's okay because it's still very early in the series. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Christopher Anthony Canty, how are you today? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up his name, that being Anthony Davis. I'm going to need for him to play a lot better than he did last night. Yeah, well, listen, I said Anthony because you showed up today and he didn't show up last night. Not at all. It was very disappointing. But nonetheless, there's still an awful lot for the Lakers to feel good about, and we'll get to that here shortly, including some chatter as well. So let's just get right to it. Here we go! Only one place to start. Offensive board for the Grizzlies. They lead 96-88. At the right wing, Brooks. Three-pointer, yes! Dylan Brooks with a triple. His first round series, best of seven, tied at one game apiece. And so the series is tied at one apiece. LeBron had been 24-0 when his teams go up two games to none in playoff series. Canty, it feels... Like, yes, the Grizzlies absolutely needed to win that game last night, and it was an uphill climb without John Morant, but it feels more like a missed opportunity for the Lakers this morning. Well, it's a huge missed opportunity. I mean, LeBron James is 24-0 and in playoff series where he takes a 2-0 lead, so the series would have been all but over if the Lakers won in Memphis last night, but now you're talking about having to go back to Memphis and for a team whose superstars are on the back, back nine of their career, you, you wonder how the travel and the potential rest disparity is going to affect itself as the, the series continues to unfold. You also wonder about the missed opportunity that the Lakers have to have that rest differential against whoever their second-round opponent is. So, again, all the way around, with no John Morant on the court, the best player for the Memphis Grizzlies, and them being down Steven Adams and Brandon Clark, you would think that Anthony Davis and company would have more urgency about getting out of Memphis with a win last night. And here's AD on that very topic. Yeah, we're going to defight no matter what. No matter what type of game we're having offensively, defensively, uh, individually as a team, you know, we always keep fighting. Like I said, you know, six-point game, three minutes, still had a chance to possibly win a game. And uh, that's all we can ask for, a fight. Obviously, I have to be better uh, with our group. Can't have a night like I had tonight and expect us to win. No, I think we'll be we'll look at the film over the next couple of days and, and be ready for Saturday and uh, make some adjustments and try to get a win at home. For AD, the worst field goal percentage of his career in a game uh, in the playoffs where he took more than 10 shots. He was only 4 of 14. But he makes an interesting point in there because, yeah, they were up 17, they were up 15, third quarter, all that. This was still very much a game in the fourth quarter. Like, they were not running away. I Listen, you can... Feel that way as a Laker fan that maybe it wasn't. I felt like, hang on, do not let this get away from you if you are the Memphis Grizzlies in that fourth quarter last night. Sure, but let's talk about why it was, why would, let's talk about why the Lakers had to climb out of that hole in the second half to start. Yeah. Right? You're not only talking about this team not having John Morant, but Jaron Jackson Jr. had to come out of the game and go back to the locker room. Like, he wasn't 100% in last night's game. So, I mean, when you're in that type of situation, You've got to find a way to impose your will on the game. And for everything that everybody wants to bring up about how Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks were better, they weren't better in terms of scoring the basketball. That was another night where those guys combined, what were they, 12 of 32 from, no, 11 of 32 from the field? Desmond Bain Bain was MIA second half. But that's my point, though. They were 11 of 32 from the field, and that's coming off of game one where they were 11 of 31 from the field. Yeah. So, I mean, those guys from an offensive standpoint – didn't put their imprint on the game. That game was there for the taking for the Lakers. They are the healthier team. 
And to be honest with you, when we start talking about the ceilings of both of these clubs, they're the one that has the chance to go on a deeper playoff run. So I just don't understand why they didn't have the requisite urgency that it takes to go ahead and put the Memphis Grizzlies out of their misery on the road. And the one telling, well, two telling stats that let me know that the effort and the hustle just wasn't there from the Lakers, Mm. rebounding and turnovers. Last night, the Memphis Grizzlies had 20 points off of turnovers and they out-rebounded the Lakers. Now go back to game one, the Lakers flipped the script on that. They out-rebounded the Grizz by double digits and they had 22 points off of Grizzlies turnovers. That to me was the indicator of the urgency, the focus, and the effort that the Lakers put there out on the court. And quite frankly, the way they played, they didn't deserve to win a playoff game. No, listen, they didn't. And the other part for me is that when AD is not on the court, they've got to find a way to defend better. Because asking him to play 38-40 a game is tough. And when he's not on the court, the Grizzlies are shooting 70% from two. Yeah. You, when he is on the court, they're less than 50%. And yeah. that's from two, not three, from two. So you have to find a way to, to defend better. And then all of that, talking about how Dylan Brooks, he didn't feel like he played that well. Well, he certainly was chatty. Well, here's one of the other things that helps you defend better. Mm. How about make your opponent take the ball out under the basket? Cut out the turnovers. And how about the supporting cast? Make some shots. Last night, the Lakers were five, 7 of 26 from three-point land. Guys named, not named LeBron or AD, 5 of 17 from three-point land. They didn't even shoot 30% from three. Like, those guys are going to have to knock down open shots. First of all, it helps you put, it helps put you in better position to set your defense. But secondly, it helps in terms of limiting the effectiveness of the Grizzlies' double teams that they're running at Anthony Davis. So, by other guys making shots, it gets you a better version of AD in the half-court offense, and it allows you to play better defense. Two things that the Lakers could have used more of last night. I, I sense annoyance for you. I am annoyed, man, because it's such a big missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday on our show from 3 to 7, Kenny and Carlin. You should check it out. Mm. Um, if the Lakers win that game last night, the series likely won't go back to Memphis. The series is over. It's, series not going, is over. it's not going back to Memphis. No. So, no. That, so that means you don't have to get back on a plane for round one. That means you probably got a week's worth of rest before you play your second-round opponent. And you touched on it a second ago. Wendy outlined it this morning. Yes, you got a couple of days here before Saturday, but after that, it's every other day Yes, in this series, and that's where that could wear on the Lakers. Uh, especially LeBron James and AD, if those guys are playing 38-plus minutes tonight. That's a problem. All right, we got to get to Dylan Brooks because <sighs> Dylan Brooks doing what he does. First of all, when he made this comment, just imagine – that he is dressed like Screech from Saved by the Bell headed to a Hawaiian party. You know what? I actually got Macho Man Randy Savage vibes. Really? From how he was He had the sunglasses like I thought. Yeah. Eh. With the big chain. Yeah. Little little taco meat showing. (laughs) It gave Macho Man Randy. Let me tell you something mean, Gene. (laughs) Didn't it? Like, it kind of felt like that I could see that. I could see that. I don't know why I was thinking Saved by the Bell, but he just, he looked like he was headed to a luau, too. I, I don't know what it was about that shirt and the glasses that had, I think may have had the same pattern. Anyway. At least he didn't have the leather vest on with no shirt this time. Accurate. <laughs> Here he is on LeBron, and you can imagine how this goes. I don't care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. 
I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth five. Should have been saying that earlier on. I poke bears. I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Um, I pride myself on, you know, what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. Dylan Brooks, I thought Wendy said it very well this morning, diet Draymond, right? Like, that's what he's trying to be. And if you're trying to suck LeBron into some kind of a trap, I, I just don't see it. LeBron's not going to bite on Here's this. Here's what I don't get. LeBron has scored 49 points across two games on better than 50% shooting in this series. When Dylan Brooks is the primary defender, LeBron James has shot over 50%. What are you talking about? Well, I think I, I it, don't I, understand. It. Okay, to be fair, to go up against that, that's 14 possessions directly where Bron has shot against Brooks, but the rest of the Lakers, when he's the primary defender on LeBron, are just four of 17. So okay. it does affect the overall defense. He for the rest j- but of the he's team. talking about specifically impacting LeBron James. Yes. I don't respect nobody. He old. Like, he's got to come and drop 40. That That is attacking LeBron James. Yes, it is. Like, he's barking up the wrong tree, bro. You can talk trash about the supporting cast, but don't talk trash about LeBron James because he's giving you that work. My, my thing is, LeBron is so LeBron is so experienced in all of this. Like, I, I think LeBron just looks at it as like, whatever, dude. But, but would you be surprised if LeBron James came out in game three and dropped 40 on his head? Would you be surprised? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Is that a good thing for the Lakers? In other words... I think they're better served trying to win this series. Again, we've talked about this quite a bit with AD being the number one guy. Yeah. I think that's Dylan Brooks trying to suck him in. Yeah, AD needs to be the number one guy, and we've talked about how the offense is better when it's run through AD, but in a playoff series, LeBron James is good for one win. And he's going to have one of those games where he's going to go off and he's going to assert himself offensively. I'm just saying Dylan Brooks' post-game comments after game two – wouldn't be surprised if that's if that's game three. Okay, so let me just take your temperature here on our wager, which is now 1-1. Canty and I yeah. have a wager on this series. If it goes seven and either team wins, or if the Lakers win, and in any other way, he wins a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. If the Grizzlies win four, five, or six, well, obviously not four now, uh, if the Grizzlies win in five or six, I win it. How are you feeling today? Versus the other day when you offered me a settlement to get out. Like I still, it was deal or no deal. I still deal. feel good about it. I still feel good about our bet. Okay. I mean, think about it. The Grizzlies have to win three of the next five. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about three of those games being in L.A.? Yeah, and we I, don't know if, if Morant's playing. It. We don't know what's going yeah, on there. I, yeah, I still, I still feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I offer you a settlement if you want. You could just why, why would I need a settlement? My team just stole a whole court of evidence. I, I'm just saying. It's mission, you, I, I'm it's trying mission to accomplished. If you really want to, you know, talk about strategies, mission accomplished uh, with the first two games in Memphis. You All right, stole well, one. You know, I, I just thought the way you were aggravated at the fact that they didn't go up two games. I am aggravated nine. because it was a missed opportunity, but that doesn't mean the Lakers aren't going to win the series. I thought they were going to win the series even with the healthy John Moran. All right, listen, all I want to do here is be fair. You offered me a settlement. And I am doing the same for you. And it is on the table for the need, rest of this show. I don't need a settlement. I'm Be- straight. Because you know me. I I'm poke bears. That's what I do. That, I poke that, bears. That's what you do? <laughs> Let's see how that works out for Dylan Brooks. Canty and Carlin. Before you go quoting it. In for Graney on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Nature Valley wants to see you and your family out there. When we share our love for out there, we inspire others to protect it. And that's what getting out there is all about. Nature Valley, life happens live. By the way, 
my settlement was not going to be a $40 uh, bottle of... Um, what, 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 what was the settlement? Uh, it was going to be, you know, a case of Natty Light. That's what I'll give you. That's your settlement. Oh, no. No. You sure? No, I'm straight. I'm good. I mean, mine's only going to cost eight bucks. So yeah, yeah, but, no, it's going to cost you more than that. It's going to cost you a hangover <laughs> for four days. Yeah, exactly. Carlin, ESPN Radio. I pulled bears. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Seven days until the 2023 NFL Draft. This draft is as intriguing as any we've seen in recent memory. It all begins with round one, Thursday, April 27th at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Diana Rossini joins us right now after you just spent a couple of minutes here stretching. And, you know, listen, good for you. I mean, I could absolutely pull my leg all the way up to my head without a problem. I'm very bendy. I mean, like, yeah. you're giving Diana you, you, credit you for need, this. But you like, need receipts, big fella. You need more people with that. I am extremely We're not buying that. They say stretching is one of the most important things that you can do to, to have a long-lasting life. I'm not sure what category of, of life we're talking about specifically, but it's supposed to be very good for you. So I've been trying to work on that. And, and man, touching, you know, my shins right now is difficult, but there was a time, boys. There was a time. 
My palms were on the floor. Wow. Can't do it no more, though. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was the time. But you know what? You got to just accept the fact that we're getting older and you can't touch your toes no more. Yeah, you got to hang that jersey on the wall, right, Diana? <laughs> so, so I, I am having a hard time. It was, what, 40 years ago now? It was not 40 years ago. Stop it with that. Uh, we will get to the Colts, who you will be with the yes. draft next week in a bit. But let's start with the Dolphins. How much confidence... Should they have in this whole Tua situation? No, it's a good question because I was curious. As soon as I heard Tua say the word retirement in that press conference yesterday afternoon, it, it definitely was a little jarring, right? Because he's 25 years old. But we know over you know four-month span, two concussions, a head injury. And I spoke to some people in Miami this morning about it, and, and I was told – there, there wasn't a lot of fodder after he said it. There wasn't a lot of concern. There's no one's hitting the panic button because I think there's an understanding just in the game of football, Chris, as you know, there's, this risk is always a possibility. Obviously, we saw it a lot with Tua last year, and, and it was hard to watch at times. Uh, but the fact that he considered it, I think that was a human nature reaction to, to think, is this good for my overall life? Uh, but the fact that he sounds very, very committed to making sure he, he, he not only um, continues to play the game, but tries to make some improvements to prevent some Di- of those head injuries. Diana, going into last year, we said there was a lot of pressure on Tua to prove that he yeah. could be the franchise quarterback. How much pressure is on general manager Chris Greer to make this whole thing work? Like, we know that they're pot committed. They exercise this fifth-year option for 2024. They spent a lot of draft capital in 2021 and 2022 in order to put the requisite pieces around them. You're talking about a franchise that only has nine draft picks across the next two drafts and only one first-rounder. Like, I I just wonder, for a GM that's had seven seasons, that's had two quarterbacks and three head coaches, and he's only been to playoffs twice – yeah. How much pressure is on him to get this done in 2023? Look, the the overall message I always get when I'm talking with people in Miami, it, it is that they are all on the same page. You'd be surprised how many times I have conversations with teams that they want to portray they're on the same page, but I know that they're, they're not because I'm having conversations with all the different people and they're all saying different things. <laughs> Miami's different. They, okay. they, they, do, they do a really good job uh, of, of working together and having a very similar vision. And that vision truly is Tua. And they're going to pour everything, every resource. And, and obviously we've seen, based on their roster, they are giving him all the weapons, the defense, the offensive line, to have that success. Now, you bring up the draft capital, right? Or at least the draft uh, picks that they have. They don't have a lot. No. Um, right? So everyone always asks me about Lamar. You know, why aren't the Dolphins going for Lamar if they know that the concerns of Tua? And, and it's, they it's, can't. They can't. Diana, they only made four draft picks last draft yes. in 2022, and none of those were in the first two rounds. Like, think about it. Like, at, at some point, you realize, okay, this is not sustainable. We can't keep giving up draft picks. Yep. You don't want to end up like the L.A. Rams did last year. Like, you're, you're going to have to see it through to the end with Tua, and I think that's why they exercised this fifth-year option, and that's why they're hoping for the best, fingers crossed, when it comes to the concussion injuries that he's dealt with. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be the face of this. We know this, but he's answered all the questions. He has to answer them, and and he, he's been very transparent. And look, I'll be the first to say, man, I can't stand when players won't tell you the truth. They don't share. At least he shared he thought about it, right? Of course, we're going to sit here and wonder, is this going to be another problem, though, this upcoming season? And I had one person from Miami say, and look, this person's not a doctor, but it, but he mentioned, look, there's been a lot of time between his last concussion and, let's say, a potential one to get 
that rest for his brain. Again, that, that it's, this is being optimistic Ooh. and hopeful, but like you said today on GetUp, we don't know that much. There's still no. so much research being done to CTE, and you got to just hope that this is going to be a clean season for him. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of a team with not many draft picks, the 49ers and their other options and where they are right now, do they? This feels like this story about Trey Lance, their fielding calls, it feels like it's coming from them to get some people to call them. <laughs> so at this point... Is it safe to say, like, they're ready to move on from Trey Lance? That's a really uh, interesting and and almost a little bit of a funny observation you made because there was a report floating around, not coming from any from ESPN, that that the Niners were fielding these phone calls in interest from Trey Lance. I can't find a team interested in Trey Lance, so mm. so I, I can't tell you who those teams are. Do I think the San Francisco Forty ers have had conversations? I do. I think they've tried to gauge what the market would be. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't believe they're going to trade him right now. I don't think they're going to trade him around the draft. I don't even think they're going to trade him after the draft. Um, Possibly, maybe they find a team that is in a situation where where one of their quarterbacks go down or they have a backup uh, quarterback situation. But in terms of the haul they gave up, to get him, the return is, it's not even, it's no minimal. Weapons. It's minimal, mm-hmm. right? So it just doesn't make sense. And with the Brock Purdy situation and us not knowing when he's going to come back, uh, he's not even throwing the ball yet. Yeah. Right? So uh, it's it's smart for the 49ers to keep Trey and uh, Sam Darnold there in place ready to go. Diana, the Texans have let it be known that they're fielding phone calls and they don't want to say they're open for business. They're open to listening. Yes. But I'll say this, knowing NFL teams, they don't put stuff out there unless unless they actually want to move out of the number yeah, two come pick. get me. So exactly what's going to happen with this number two overall yeah, pick a week from now? This has really been picking up steam in the last week um, in terms of everyone just assuming. I mean, even even teams in their division were like, oh, yeah, they're going to they're go quarterback to now. Wow, maybe they don't do it. Maybe this entire draft is structured around what happens with that number two spot. So let's say Houston decides to go defense, um, right? I mean, you can make all these correlations, defensive head coach. He's got a six-year contract. There's a million reasons why it would make sense that they decide, maybe not make sense, but why you would think that they could possibly pass on the quarterback spot. Mm -hmm. But then you got Arizona who wants to get out of there. They do not want that number three spot. And there are teams interested in doing that. So, if you think about it, big picture, if if the number one pick goes quarterback, number two pick, let's just say goes defense, three gets traded out, there is a team that could potentially trade with Arizona and get that number two best quarterback in this draft, which then sets the rest of it all awry because it's going to change how teams approach the quarterback position and even other positions on whether or not they're going to be willing to trade up. It's all really interesting, and and we're not the only ones talking about it. Other GMs and head coaches are having conversations with each other, with reporters, trying to find out what everyone's going to do because people want to get their board set. Should Jet fans at all be nervous? No. Uh, you know, yes. Be, yeah, I'll start with yes. Because this <laughs> because we, of history. Because, because I feel bad you're a Jets fan. Wow. No, <laughs> uh, no. Wow. no. Uh, that be, escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think you should be nervous um, because it, 
Aaron Rodgers a month ago said he was good. He wanted to play for New York, and, and everything that we were being told. When I say we, people, the media, that the Jets and the and the Packers were going to figure this out, they're going to sort it out. This wasn't going to be an issue. Compensation, everyone. It's going to go about uh, their business. But now here we are, uh, seven days out from the draft, and Aaron Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer. Every time I have conversations with New York, which I did this morning, conversations with people in Green Bay three days ago, yeah, it's going to happen. No one can tell me when, though. So, I would get nervous after the draft. I did have yeah. somebody not from New York say point out to me, though, New York does not want to rush this thing. They are taking their time. Because if they can get all their draft capital, right, and this thing goes awry, let's say. Who well, yeah, who cares? Because this coaching staff won't be there next year. You have to figure. But the the they they can slope play this thing. The Jets. Man, that's a, that would scare me. It would scare me just from the standpoint of wanting to have the guy in the building, and how much did you know? If, you? if they really did get scared by the retirement talk, which by the way. He wasn't walking away from sixty million. Let's be let's be could, real about. Could this. you imagine the season starts and Ryan Tannehill's the starting quarterback of the New York Jets because Oof. they couldn't figure it out with Aaron Rodgers? Oh wow, boy. I'm moving. That would be all bad. Diana, another team that hasn't been able to figure it out at quarterback is the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, new head coach Chris Ballard. He's been there a while. Pressure on them to figure out what they're going to do. What, what happens with the number four overall pick? Yeah, Chris Bauer, the GM. Shane Steichen, the head coach there. Obviously, his ties f- with Philadelphia. And, and look, just from covering the Colts for the many years I have, you know, Chris Ballard has a lot of power there, as he should. He's the general manager. Uh, but they have been spiraling at the quarterback position since Andrew Luck retired in 2019. They ha- this is an opportunity. This is their chance finally, to get this thing right. And, you know, from all the chatter I'm hearing, they really like Will Levis. They, they, mm. they really do. Does that mean they're going to pick him? We're not sure yet. But he, he is the quarterback I've been hearing the most buzz about coming out of Indy. Bad job by me, uh, realizing this morning that you were on, but I didn't put out the tweet to ask for questions <sighs> for dear Diana. I do, however, have a question of myself. And I, I mentioned this to Canty yesterday. I have become the person that Instagram and TikTok loves because I buy those things on the ads. And I can't stop You're buying those things. You're that guy? I'm that guy. I've always I just, wondered who the clouds were that I, clicked that. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, they know me because the, la- the last purchase I had, which was the last couple of days, was the head shaver. It's just, it's all, and it looks so great. And I just know, I think I spent... Maybe 49 bucks on this thing. And I just know that in a week, I'm going to be at an urgent care with this thing stuck to the side now, of my Now, you neck. spent $49 on it. And how much did you spend on shipping? Because that's where I have yeah, found the biggest issue. Yeah. The shipping is like $15. And I'm so cheap, I will never do like the Express. Right. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> It'll be like, you know, would you like this to arrive? Let's say it's April right now, like July. I'm like, yeah, sure, that's fine. I'll pay the $20. But still, $20 for that, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, look, How do I stop? I, 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 you, first of all, <laughs> the issue is here. You need to get off TikTok. Why the heck yeah. are you on? T- I would love to see the, algorithm, the algorithm of your TikTok. Uh, right? <laughs> I, I, look, if you looked at mine, you'd be frightened as well. I think that's such a private thing because it really tells you what people are interested in, what they're looking at. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say what, what, what mine is. And I know you're going to ask me, but I'm not going to tell you. Right? I was about to say, <laughs> now I want to know. <laughs> it, 
It's it's all the day of the life of the get readies with me and fitness and it, it's it's just like Mine hot is not chicks. Fitness. Like I have no idea why. Is not Mine is not fitness. Well, no. now that we're talking about it and our phones are all out on the table or at least close to us, it's it's all going to align to the things we're discussing, right? Because our yep. phones listen to us. Right. It drives me nuts. Uh, I just think you need to probably stay off it a little bit and just fight the temptation. Look at me. Do I look like I've ever fought a temptation and won? Discipline. What? Not not so much. (laughs) Not so much. Not really. No. If somebody was paying me millions of dollars, like you always say, I'll I'll go run if you want. If you want to sign me to a contract and pay me the money, I'll do it. Yeah, but I'm not going to pay you to stay off of TikTok. Nobody's going to pay you. Now, I will say, my envy towards these influencers that are making so much money. Oh, my God. It's great. It is. And and the best part is they get to just be who they are. It's not like the world is asking them to be these frauds or be an actor or be polished. They can literally just roll out of bed and millions of people want to listen to them and watch them. I can't even get two people to watch me on TV. Nevertheless, follow me on Instagram and TikTok like that and actually buy the things that I say are great. Mm. It makes me wonder what I'm doing wrong, right, Diana? Like, what am I doing with my life? How have I not gotten some sort of a rib endorsement or something like that? How is that not? I got married in a pizza parlor. That's true. (laughs) So I think it's fair to say all three of us are very open to an endorsement. So if there's any businesses out there, three very different people who could really move a product. (laughs) Good stuff. Enjoy the draft. We'll talk, I'm sure. Thanks, Diana. Headed to Rocket practice. Bye, guys. There you go. Diana Rossini. ESPN NFL Insider NBA Playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Nets host the Sixers, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. Up next, could a healthy Tua make the Dolphins the best team in the AFC East? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. So if I were a Jet fan, there's no need to be nervous right now, but a week from now, it would concern me just a bit. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny. 
And don't forget that you can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. Kenty, if you know, we get past Friday, yeah, next week, yep, and the Jets haven't executed the trade for Aaron Rodgers. If you're a Jets fan, it's time to panic. See that that would bother it's time me to panic. because you need to get him in the building. And if I were the Packers, there would be more urgency to get this done. So I have an extra second round pick to use this year, as opposed to waiting till next year. And then does that price go up for next year? All that kind of stuff. Then the Packers have no impetus at that point. Yeah, we've gone back and forth on the leverage. You can look at this a hundred matter ways. about the leverage. The Packers can wait. Yeah, that's the point. They don't have to give Aaron Rodgers his bonus that he's guaranteed until week one of the regular season. If you're, if you're the Jets and you don't get Aaron Rodgers in the building until a couple of weeks before your first meaningful game, then your season is over before it even starts. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Now, the other issue, though, is if you do get him in sooner rather than later, no matter how I think about the whole Rodgers situation, it does vault the Jets near the top of the division. And then we heard the Tua news yesterday. In case you didn't hear Tua Tungabailoa talking about uh, this offseason and what he actually did, you need to hear it. I considered it for for a time, um, having sat down with my family, um, having sat down with my wife and having those kind of kind of conversations. It would be hard for me to, to, to walk away from, from this game with how old I am, with, with my, my son. I, I always dreamed of growing, you know, playing as long as I could to where my son knew exactly what, you know, he was watching his, his dad do. It's, it's my health. It's my body. It, you know, I feel like this is what's best for me and, and, and my family. So, I mean, I, I love the game of football. You know, if I didn't, I would have quit a long time. See, that was considering retirement, obviously. That doesn't feel to me like it was a fleeting thought. That feels to me like it was probably something that he mulled for a few days and had discussions about. Yeah, and he's going to consult with his family. He's going to consult with the medical professionals and then make a determination. The part that was cringeworthy in what he had to say yesterday was him saying that the doctors deemed him at no further risk of CTE based on what he'd already been through. Yeah, listen to this. This this feels a little bit alarming. They also told me that CTE wasn't going to be a, a problem. It's it's only when you're constantly, you know, hitting your head against uh, something. So it, you know, I, I, I think that that tailors more towards, you know, uh, linebackers, O-linemen, D-linemen, guys that are, you know, constantly, you know, going at it. Um, so, it, you know, that also played into the factor of, you know, my decision-making and wanting to come back and play. Yeah, who's the Dolphins team doctor? Dr. Nick Riviera? I mean, honestly, that did not sound good. And I'm, I'm not a doctor. I can tell you that nobody knows nearly enough about CTE to make a statement like that to a player. That feels irresponsible. No doubt about it. I mean, we, we don't yet know enough about brain injuries and their short and long-term impacts as well as what might cause the onset of CTE later on in life. Hell, Carlin, we don't even have a conclusive test for CTE while you're alive. You, the only test that we have that's conclusive is post-mortem. Yeah. So how, how can you sit here and say you're at no further risk of CTE based on what you've already been through? The one thing we do know about brain injuries 
After you had one concussion, it's a lot easier to have another one. And, and that we just ba- saw it with him. And that bared itself out. Think about what we saw in week three against the Bills. Growth, loss of gross motor function. Now, they said it was a back injury. Came back four days later and played. Got slammed against the turf. And he's on the field, stretched out, arms and fingers frozen. The, te- the medical term is called fencing. And he has to be carted off. Outside of what we saw from DeMar Hamlin, maybe the scariest moment we've seen in football over the last half decade. Oh, so, absolutely. So, so – so, I, and then we had what happened in the Green Bay Packers game. So I, I don't understand how he can be so confident in what his football future is going to look like and the potential risk of injury having gone through what we saw in 2022. Cantia Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Round out your protection with life, phone, and pet health insurance. So what does this mean now in the AFC East? The Dolphins, they have... Gone in on Tua. They have picked up his fifth-year option. He is their guy yes. for right now. Let's operate under an assumption for a moment that Tua is healthy. Are the Dolphins at that point the AFC East favorites? No. No. And they're not even the second-best team in the division. I even put, with a healthy Tua. Even with a – well, I mean, healthy is relative. I, how, I how, many, how many games is he going to be healthy? He hasn't Let's, played a full season since he's been in the NFL. How can you trust that? He missed parts of six games last year. Yeah. That's a third of the season. How the hell can I have any confidence that they're going to be a team that's going to compete with the likes of the Buffalo Bills or the the New York Jets if they end up getting Aaron Rodgers? Like, I love all of the moves the Miami Dolphins have made. I love the Bradley Trubb trade. I love the Jalen Ramsey trade. I love the Tyreek Hill trade, signing Taron Armstead in free agency last offseason. Like, all of those moves are great. But at some point, it comes down to – are your best players healthy and available when you need them most? And how in the world can you say with any degree of certainty that you can depend on Tua to be healthy when it matters most? Well, there are two things that would bother me here from a Dolphin perspective. Number one, when they picked up Tua's fifth-year option at, what, 23? $23 million. Yeah. You know what it feels like to me? Mm. And I hate to put it this way. Given all of the bad PR that the Dolphins have had the last couple of years, it feels like it was a PR move because – if you decide to not pick that up and this guy gets another concussion and he's walking away from the game. Well, you're admitting you made a mistake in passing on Justin Herbert to take right. to uh, the pick before. And you're also, I mean, he's a sympathetic figure at that point. You look like the big bad Dolphins who wouldn't bother to take care of the guy at that point. And then number two, I, listen, that's, that, that could be, I don't know. It feels like, to, I don't want to say it was a pity option pickup, but I don't feel like it was that far off. You can't tell me that didn't play a role in it. Well, I don't know how much that factored into it. What I will say is that their general manager had no other choice. He's already on his third head coach. He's not going to have a chance to be on his third quarterback because if this move with Tua doesn't work out, guess guess who else is going to be out of the building? Not just the quarterback, but the GM. Well, Chris Greer has been the general manager for the past seven seasons. They got two playoff appearances. But can't Two. He? That's it. Yep. So, I mean, so at some point with all of the moves and all of the draft capital that they've given up to put pieces around Tua, they have to make this work. They got to win a championship in this window that they've created over the next couple of seasons. Otherwise, it's going to be deemed a failure. Here's my problem. We just heard all that from Tua about retirement and all that. Kenty, how do you think that conversation goes if he gets another concussion this year? Here's the one thing I will say about that. It might be taken out of his hands at that point. Because yeah. at that point, it's not just about what Tua wants. It's about what the NFL wants and their business models. Concussion is the big bad wolf when it comes to the NFL. And they are scared to death 
that that is going to impact how people view their product. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.